0: There was a time when I went to see a friend of mine who I hadn't seen for quite a long time. And I came to his door and I knocked on it and he got up from the couch and he answered the door. He opens it up and he was surprised to see me. We were pretty close friends in school. He said to me, wow, it's been a long time. Come on in and, you know, make yourself comfortable. We talked for a few minutes. We kind of reminisced a little bit, had some conversation, but I was really an unexpected guest at that moment. It was a little bit awkward for him. There was a a Bible sitting on one of his shelves and it was dusty looking. So I said to him, it doesn't look like you've opened this for a while. And I took the Bible down and wiped the dust off. He said, well, occasionally I do. He goes, I'm still a Christian. He said it a little defensively. I am a Christian, really. I put the book back up on the shelf. And then I said to him, well, you know, there's more to being a Christian than just saying the words. And and he answered me a little nervously. I guess I was being maybe a little too aggressive. He goes, I know that, but I'm not doing anything wrong. And I looked around and I noticed a few things. There appeared to be someone else living there. There was a purse sitting on the counter There was a woman's jacket hanging by the door. And without saying a word, you know, the truth started to reveal itself. If you believe in Jesus, and I believe you do, and if you call yourself a Christian, your life really needs to show it. I said, claiming to know God means nothing if you don't have evidence of it. And he listened and he looked, and he wasn't being insulted. He wasn't angry. He was really taking it in. It was something that he needed to hear. You know, I said, the way you live usually is the way you believe. And you can deny what you believe if you refuse to live it out. Later on, when I left, him and I prayed together and I said, I know life's hard. It's hard to make the right choices and be around the right people. But you can do that. And being a Christian, you need to do that so they can see who you really are. You're listening to Worshiping God, God's Way. I'm Steve Erspringer, and we're looking at a very short verse. It's the book of Titus, chapter 1, and I'm talking about verse 16. But the whole chapter here that we're reading and going through, Paul is talking to Titus, and he leaves him in a place, it's the island of Crete, and he wanted him to stay there and finish some unfinished business with the church elders, people who believed in that little town. So he told Titus to stay and work things through. And he said the elders he gives a list of things that they need to do. He said that God, they have to be blameless, faithful to their wives, men who love their children. He went on to talk about not being disobedient or being a little wild. You know, since they're overseers of managing God's household, he said they need to be blameless and not overbearing, not overbearing on their children not treating them poorly, listening to them, not quick-tempered, you know, not giving to drunkenness, not going out on Saturday night and getting drunk and going to the temple Sunday morning. He didn't want them to be violent with one another or pursuing dishonest gain. Remember that scripture about don't use the Lord's name in vain, which Paul's saying the same thing, don't use it for your own personal gain. He said, rather, you have to be hospitable You have to love what is good. And he goes on to explain, telling Titus what he needs to say to them. And really it's important because Titus was listening, he was learning, but he was also realizing that there's proof to a Christian's life. That there has to be the actual proof that shows the other people what it really is and what it really means. And without the proof, then a person will just assume that you're a good person, or maybe you're a Christian, maybe you're not, but they won't be able to really tell the difference. The world won't know the difference if we act like the world and we don't have proof. So to be a believer and to be a person who's going to represent the body of Christ, there are a number of things that you have to do or that I have to do, and it's not that easy especially when you become complacent or you live in a place like Crete where people were relaxed and not a lot of pressure was on them to perform religiously. They had lived on the islands probably for years or that specific island, and they had grown accustomed to that place, and they were living that way. But there were Christians there. And Paul came to the point where he said to Titus, he goes, you know, this has to be silenced You know, this is disrupting the whole household of God. And he was talking about some of the other religious people who were also saying things that they shouldn't say, and they were trying to talk them, the Cretes, into living a different way. And he said, you know, really, I know that the prophets say that the Cretans are all liars and evildoers and lazy. That's what the prophets were saying. And he goes, and at this point, it's true, but you can change that. It was the same thing that I said to this young man, this friend of mine. I said, I know it's tough. I know you're in this situation. I know you're not being really honest with me, but you can change it. You can go back to where you're actually proclaiming the truth. Now, Paul says something, and this is the point of this podcast, is that Paul said they claim to know God, the people in Crete, or that young man living in with his girlfriend. They claim to know God, but their actions by their actions they actually deny him in john 4:24 jesus paints a picture of worshipers who worship but the evidence is found in the action when jesus says to worship in spirit and in truth the word truth means the actual occurrence it means it has to take place you have to prove it you know people who bow down before god with love anticipating their master's response as they wait in his presence. That provides the proof that God is looking for, that Jesus is talking about. We might be good at praising. It might be comfortable. It might be exciting. It's the place really where people like to go. And it sometimes can turn into a concert setting, and everybody likes a good concert. One of my best friends went to see Paul McCartney. Back East. He said it was the best concert he'd ever been at. It was three hours straight, non-talk, just straight singing. He said it was amazing. So everybody likes to go to a place like that. And sometimes as Christians, we become comfortable with the praising part or even the prophesying in song part where people begin to sing and prophesy and share words with song. That's really biblical. It's awesome to be in, involved in that. Or even they become proficient at teaching or preaching. And it becomes a place where they like that. And they think it's the wonderful place, the best place to be. But those things, like I've already said before and we will say again, those things are not worship. Those things are something else. And they prove something else. They prove praise. They prove prophesying. They've proved the depth of preaching, but bowing down before God proves the depth of worship. If we don't live worship in Jesus's terms, it is just a statement or an assertion. Like that friend of mine, oh yeah, I'm doing okay, everything's all right. Well, that wasn't true, that was just a statement. There was no proof. You know, intimate worship, worshiping God, God's way, it needs proof. And to do that, we have to bow down before Him and spend time worshiping Him His way.